0: to Marvellous WandaVision, featuring me, Abby, and me, Laura. Hi, I'm Matthew. <laughs> what a marvellous introduction that was. And marvelous. we are talking about episode three, series one of WandaVision, uh, which has a title, which I did not write down the name of, because when I watched it, the title was not on the screen. And Matthew, the title is...
1: Now in Colour. Excellent. Although they spelled colour wrong, which confused me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you
0: will invest in American TV, this is the price we pay. is uh, is a vow.
1: A vow an episode. <laughs> I didn't pick up last time either that uh, they have titles. So episode one was filmed before a live studio audience. And episode two was Don't Touch That Dial.
0: Which is interesting because they're both kind of the things that you say before the television. But mm. also, crucially, those were not the titles when we watched them when I watched them at 8am on Friday morning. No, wait. Yeah, so I think they're putting up the title slightly later, and my hazarded guess is that this may be to keep some very slight uh, reservation about the
2: nature of that particular
0: week. Yeah, maybe. So, okay, what do we think?
2: Doom, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Team Doom is a very happy bunny over here. This was the perfect escalation of creepy that I needed. Um, they're still building it app by app. You know, the tease is uh, taking its time. Um, but this was what I wanted. I'm, I am now hooked, as predicted. Uh, I am
1: on board. Bring on more Doom. Amazing. Okay. I thought it was fine. I, less... Fun in some ways, the the sitcomness was annoying, but at the same time, sixties and seventies sitcoms are not that great. There's a reason. There's a little bit of a dearth as we move into procedurals in that period.
0: Um, Do you want to jump in with which sitcoms you thought that might have been referencing,
1: just for me, because I don't know. uh, Well, so particularly the Brady Bunch was the big one Mm -hmm. from the aesthetic of it and the aesthetic of the credit sequence. Okay, Um, and and elements of Mork and Mindy, I thought, think Mm. were in there in the zany, madcap power stuff. Never seen that. Oh, Morgan Mindy is a... I, I'm about to say it's good. <laughs> I haven't watched it since I was about ten. So. Yeah, I remember <laughs> it being good then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm a little frustrated at how much they hinted at without delivering anything. Uh, you know, again, it's trying to set up lots of mysteries and things in a 23-minute show, mm. which... In a few weeks, those hints and setups will potentially make some of this episode a bit irrelevant.
0: Interesting. So you don't think that on the rewatch you would enjoy this quite so much once you understand all the kind of unspoken sentences?
1: Yeah, it it feels the equivalent of a sort of Planet of the Week episode in the middle of things, uh, in the middle of like a Star Trek episode, a Star Trek series, that has a whole plot that you go, well, that was just filler. And, and I don't think the show has time for filler. So this was a filler episode. I don't think the whole episode was filler, but I think things like them, you know, awkwardly saying, It's it's about this town, it's just hard to escape. Oh, I've got like two A four sides on that. <laughs> <laughs> it it felt like it was all hint, with with the exception of a couple of moments the word delivering things, that at this stage I'm going we're now like a third of the way through the series. You know, you can't, you can't be hinting anymore unless you're going to really pay it off somewhere. And I think the payoff is just going to be, and then we find out what they weren't saying. Mm. That was me dropping my pen, sorry. Sort um, of like a sound effect a in itself. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think uh, it's interesting when I've been listening to critics and that, that they were given these three as the screeners. Right. Right, yes. And I think that's quite clear that mm-hmm. the next one will be when we see a lot more. Okay
1: because I I did think it's really strange that this wasn't released in week one as well. Mm. Th- this would have felt like such a great package to have up front of this show's going to do some stuff, you're going to get your sitcom stuff, but you're going to get some weird stuff. Whereas last mm. week we were all like, oh, it's going to be loads of sitcom stuff. And I think it's going to be much less. And I think probably for you, Laura, that's delivered more. For Doom! Ab- for Abby, that's delivered less because there's less sitcom. <laughs> well, Abby, what
0: what was your thought so first things first i'm interested that you think there was less sitcom second things second this was a bit difficult for me and with the best and most complex will in the world i don't enjoy pregnancy storylines and birth sequences Mm. i i have very difficult feelings watching these things played out in anything everything You know, as Laura was saying, I bet you don't like One Born Every Minute. And you are right, Laura. I am (laughs) frightened of that show. Um, All respects and love and joy to people who have had children because, you know, we've all been there at some point Um, as the child. Obviously. Okay, okay. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not um, in the club I thought you were meaning. No, that's fine. No, no, it's, it's the it's the club we're pretty much all in. Anyway, one thing that I think we really got from this episode of WandaVision was um, just such a concentrated view of pregnancy and birth. I mean, a literally concentrated <laughs> distillation of these things, which I just found very difficult. On a certain level, but in another level, like a thing that I like about Wanda as a character is, um, like I think her role as a mother is a really interesting story, and that's obviously always been going to be a part of the show. And I was surprised by the amount of time they gave to the pregnancy of it and. To kind of embracing some of those sitcom tropes. And I think perhaps because I am very conscious of them and squeamish Mm. of them, if you like, um, maybe that felt like a lot longer to me. But um, there were things that I really liked. One of the things I particularly liked was that at every moment, Vision subverts a lot of traditional male roles in Uh, sitcoms around pregnancy and so on he takes an active interest at at every point he is actively concerned researching reading the books practicing the nappy Mm -hmm. changing Um, which I'm sure is something that many people do but you don't see in the sitcom that often unless that's the joke and this was never the joke it wasn't Mm -hmm. the joke that he was doing it and it wasn't the joke that he was concerned for her and I thought that that was was a fine line that they walked really nicely and and i I really enjoyed watching them work with these tropes, so mm. I didn't rewatch this as much as I rewatched the first two, and I do think that if this had been tacked onto the first two, I would have left feeling quite stressed i think oh, really? um okay. yeah mm. but but yeah. as I say, partly because this is something i I find quite difficult um but then also, I think as well, because there is this sort of... The end of this, I think, is is so strong and quite shocking. And um, I'm talking when uh, Wanda throws Geraldine out of the universe, if you like. Mm. I I found that, you know, even just kind of the way she lands and, and the way it, it pulls back, it I didn't find it particularly exciting. I found it quite stressful. Um, so I think whereas I left kind of last week with this... So yay, everything is lovely. I thought that this really lent into things I didn't expect it to, and things I I respected it rather more mm-hmm. for leaning into. You know, it it didn't make light of big things. Um, it had surreal jokes. Can we talk about the stork at some point? Because <laughs> is this a reference to something? I mean, I know that I know stork, but like, what was what, <laughs> what was the
2: stork? Someone talk about the stork. Come on. I, I just taken it, it was Wanda's powers going wrong as she was in labour, and that this was the ultimate manifestation—the stork bringing the baby. Mm. Um, as simple that as was that was, all I really read into.
0: It. I was so haunted by it.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> they did call attention to the painting of the stork when she's doing it, because that's on the mm. on, on, on the follow of the thing on the naming of the baby. So. Like, they sort of showed us this thing was there, and then I, I I liked the setup to it, because it felt like it was about to do weird creepy moment with the noise in the other room, but it was staying in sitcom moment with the, because the laugh track was still going. Mm. So I was like, oh, this is something slightly different. Oh, no, it's just a thing. And there, you know, I don't know many sitcoms that would have held back that reveal quite that long.
2: Mm.
0: But then stayed with it so long as well. And I think that, that was the other thing that was really interesting about this episode. As you say, like with the kind of drawn out it's just this village and these things, you know, there were a lot of things that were extremely drawn out. And, you know, when we talk about what this is, uh, we we'll could probably talk about it more. But I it started to feel like that was also part of it because, you know, these people make television and they can't be short on content. So mm-hmm. there must be a reason that some of these things are quite so leaned into it. And that, maybe that's a, a facet of the sitcoms that I'm not familiar with. Maybe. Dork Stark?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tony Stark. <laughs> Isn't it Tony Stank? <laughs> yeah. I'm grasping slightly there. I thought the way they did it, though, was great. I mean, you know, when Geraldine had, like, the fish trousers on mm-hmm. and, and all that, you know, it was... Yeah, it was we've been beautiful. sat there going... She's got
1: fish on her trousers, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then it makes sense.
0: Everything is a choice, and and again, like it's that kind of thing where you go. Imagine writing that in. So the stalk's going to go for Geraldine, while well, she's got to wear fish on her trousers. <laughs> sure, okay. Like, like I want to know where that started. Did they find the trousers first, or the joke, or the stalk? Like, how did yeah. that come to be? That that is my one question for the writers of Wonder How did you get to that? <laughs> did that's it start with question. the trousers that's it that's all i want to know everything else we'll get to but i don't think anyone's <laughs> going
1: to tell us that but they did get through that you know if you're talking that you're not totally comfortable with pregnancy storylines they got through it in an episode in mm. 20 For which minutes.
0: i am also grateful but there are several giving birth episodes of friends which take up the entire episode mm-hmm. give or take yeah. so again that that is not unusual
1: oh but but the whole pregnancy was this episode. Sometimes in Friends it
0: feels this way because they don't talk about
1: it. And then (laughs) the
0: child disappears for two seasons. Yeah. Um, Well, definitely don't talk about them afterwards. No spoilers, but... (laughs) You know, I I think that there was also something that works in a sitcom sense about Wanda suddenly being pregnant and now Mm -hmm. it's six months and then it's Friday and then it's actually just now. Yeah. Um and, and because you put it in this context Again you get to do things That you really wouldn't be able to otherwise mm.
1: and, and I think mm. there are other shows At the moment The Mandalorian being one That would have made the pregnancy the whole series Yeah, Just you know yes the children are going to be important Or her as a mother is going to be important Whatever that storyline But that's a few years down the line We're going to just focus yeah. on this itty little bit that we're going to deal with at the moment So I, I sort of appreciate The clip it's moving out. I mean, is it moving at a clip
0: or was it just the pregnancy?
1: <laughs> I, I think it's going because I think you're absolutely right, Laura. It's about to change. Mm. We're about to start getting possibly scenes outside of Wanda's POV, which we don't well, really Well, we did get. have
0: one. I, I, that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up was how odd it was to have the scene with Dottie and her husband.
1: Just kind of mm. apropos of
0: nothing. Neither Wanda nor Vision are there.
1: No, oh. And I, mm. I found that odd. Yeah, just a singular Hydra reference.
0: Yeah, and they're just kind of mm. so you know the village exists outside them, which is not a given. Yeah. Um, from the first
2: two episodes, yeah. Mm. What what do we think about the other people? I well, firstly, can we just do Geraldine? Well, why not? I'm guessing we're all thinking she's sword. i, no. I from the sword,
1: yeah. I so was that, thinking in fact she was wearing a sword on her. Yes. That...
2: No. Okay, cool. So, Geraldine slash Monica. First time I watched it, I was kind of like, I think she's, I'm not sure. Second time I watched it, it seemed pretty clear that when Pietro is brought up, and she she seemed to be remembering. Mm. And then talks about Ultron, and then when Wanda's questioning her, she seems confused, as opposed to trying to hide
1: what she said before. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure whether it's defensive or confused. It's the moment where she goes, Wanda, don't be like that. Yeah, there's just this like something that. to it. So,
0: I really thought she was fantastic in this episode, and really enjoyed kind of just from the moment she sort of walked through the door and she's telling her story. And I really loved the length of that storytelling sequence, kind of over the stalk. And to be honest, the stalk thing always creeped me out more the second time because I've been enjoying the story and I was quite <laughs> engaged with it. And then, <laughs> but then I realized that it was going to be largely about the stalk, but. It's things like her reactions, like Wanda, when uh, Wanda chucks the orange mm-hmm. at it. And I just I just felt so thoroughly compelled by her. And, you know, we talked a lot about sort of what she would be like in a sitcom kind of role. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, this is going to be one of those things where I'm just sad not to see more of it, because I suspect now mm-hmm. she's been chucked out the sitcom. She's not going to be funny anymore.
2: Um, mm-hmm. And we can only hope. I thought she did, like, I mean, I've i not watched a lot of 70s sitcoms but it's the kind of is Foxy Brown, is that the right reference I'm making?
1: I think that's a detective show. Again, this is the sort of rise of procedurals and this kind of thing. Yeah, but I think that time. kind mm. of, that
2: character yeah. um, and I thought, yeah, she inhabited that fantastically and I just, the, the whole bigger than life performance as per uh, sitcom and yeah, I thought she, she really delivered it. Hmm. And then with that real See, I, she felt vulnerable to me. I thought you were going for a pun when you said she really delivered her.
0: <laughs> because <laughs> I, and I, but I really loved how kind of natural that felt. Like the the <clears throat> way that she just, again, kind of moved through that sequence and really took such a kind of firm but supporting role. And I think also I was sort of watching it thinking like, is this something that you're consciously here to make sure happens? Like, did you know? That Wanda mm-hmm. is giving birth, like are you here to facilitate this, mm. or are you still inhabiting the role of the good friend i you... mm. it it's such a an ambivalent energy that she brings mm. um just so enjoyable to watch um yeah and then, and I think that that is also what made the kind of shock of of the way she sort of lands outside the sitcom in this bleak army field scenario mm. i think that that's what made this well bland
1: <laughs> and mm. and again you know if we're saying there's ambiguity over her there's mm. an ambiguity of who it is she lands with because there's no yeah. sign of whether that's sword that's so so i mentioned the hydra reference with dotty and phil and there's mm. the hydra commercial as well so is this a hydra thing going on if we've now got multiple Hydra episodes per uh, references per episode.
2: Yeah, I think they have to be in the
1: mix somewhere.
2: I did go back, and I'm pretty sure the last time Hydra were in the films is Ultron. What, what yeah. do they do in Ultron?
1: Uh, get defeated. That's about it.
2: They go after the Ultron bunkers, so Strucker is Hydra.
0: and I mean, I only watched it, what, ten days ago? You can't <laughs> expect me to remember
2: things. <laughs> it's not like I'm podcasting about it, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think Geraldine's sword, obviously, because of the necklace and what have you. But so then that Makes me think that Agnes and Herb, at least, if not all of the townsfolk, either have to be Hydra in opposition to S.W.O.R.D. or have to be victims who are trapped. Mm -hmm. And I think victims, particularly that conversation outside with um, Agnes, Herb and uh, Vision. Mm -hmm. Agnes looks genuinely terrified and that's when she's got her back to Vision. So, which, I mean, again, we could separate Herb and Agnes and maybe one of them's pretending, but at least one of them um, is, uh, I think, is trapped. Um, I saw someone saying that they're all dead Mm -hmm. and they've been then trapped in this world, I don't know, somehow, in the same way that Vision is. Um, I'm not sure about that one. But when he starts to, when Herb starts to say, was it, we're all here because we're, and then it's cut off. And I, uh, yeah, I think it's trapped.
0: What did you think about the thing with with Herb and the chainsaw and the
1: fence? I think a lot of this, it might be hand-waved away a little bit with the, it's her powers or she's having to control so much and do so much to different people. But part part of this for me comes from the fact that the Hillview sign when Geraldine is ejected looks like a real place. Home is where you make it. Something on those lines is what it says. Yeah. so I think she has taken over a real town and started filling it with phantoms, which what these people might be. Because, if we it, it, you know, I, I think we saw Vision having moments of self-actualization, realization, some sort of, mm-hmm. you know, moment of clarity um, where he says there's something strange going on and seems to be reset by someone whom we do not know, probably mm. Wanda um so i suspect they're all the same sort of thing they're all phantoms visions something on those lines not necessarily dead people but created people to fill this thing and maybe this is the extent of her power so she's just doing he's outside cutting the thing and it, uh, it's just something kind of controlled yeah there's something not quite right with with what she's doing there
0: interesting mm. so you mentioned visions moment of self actualization mm. when he sort of shifts slightly How did you find Paul Bettany's performance this week, Matthew?
1: Better. Less manic. Um, Like you say, I I quite enjoyed him sort of really getting into it. Again, it feels a little broad at times when he was doing some of the the freak out over her being pregnant or going into labour and so on. But by and large, they gave him better moments to... Still looking for another word than deliver, but deliver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but because he got to do moments of pathos, which is which is yeah his mm. bread and butter, so mm. uh, that worked very nicely for me. I think I think it was a good improvement.
0: Did it make last week's choices feel more deliberate for you in that case?
1: <laughs> no, I still think Paul Bettany's not a great sitcom actor. <laughs> but, but I think fine. I think the moments they give him to do drama, to do actual acting, he's really good at because that's what he's really good at. But this kind of Playing a large, funny character, I don't think is quite in his wheelhouse.
2: I I thought he was fantastic in it, and okay. he had beautiful floppy
1: hair. <laughs> <laughs>
2: beautiful <laughs> yes, floppy hair. Beautiful, <laughs>
0: delightful, hilarious. One might say. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think if if you're ready for my favourite moment, on, um, on. I speaking of Paul Bettner's moments of of pathos, I thought the bit where he comes in and he says, "I missed it, and um. And then there's just a little moment after that where his face kind of starts to sort of crumple and then Wanda looks at him and then he smiles. And I just, I watched, I just rewound that little bit and just went, that's a really nice choice Mm -hmm. that you made in that take. That's, that's gorgeous. That's lovely. There's a lot going on in half a second of film. Really, Mm -hmm. really nice and uh, very moving. And then obviously, you know, the joke is you only missed half of it.
1: Well, it, yeah. The fact he don't worry about that baby. Yeah, the fact <laughs> that's he fine. another for one. It Was instantly. Oh, it's going to be twins. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. I, I I particularly enjoyed not necessarily a moment, but the fact that the doctor talked through the different fruits, and then the fruits were <laughs> represented at each stage of development. Uh-huh. That's that's very neat. I like that sort of the production coming together to to think it more than just throwaway lines. Mm. That was nice.
0: I did find myself wondering about the size of the different fruits. And then I got a bit sidetracked by wondering if fruits are different in America. Cause this is not impossible. And then I was just like, well, you know, like a papaya and a pineapple. And I was like, well, it's true. I do get like the, like the small to medium pineapples. So I guess actually they're not the same size. <laughs> I spent quite a
2: lot of time on fruit actually.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: I think, yeah, with the performances, what I really loved about this is seeing both Bettany and Olsen when they then break their uh, sitcom character mm-hmm. and we see the MCU wonder and mm. um, Vision. And it's so well done. I think Bettany was great, but I think particularly um, Elizabeth Olsen towards the end of this when she's dealing with Geraldine. She's you know the happy uh, new mum and, and very much fitting in with the 70s um, sitcom. And then she really you see scarlet witch you don't just see Wanda, you see scarlet witch Mm. and um i saw someone describe this this great head tilt she does okay i saw someone describe it as the fine make me the villain head tilt (laughs) which and then they went on to show and i'll link to it in the show notes Mm. but if i can find it um and the four like three or four other times when she's done this and it's quite it's like just before she's attacked somebody um oh, and it's okay. yeah I just I think she just went fantastic from comedy to chilling and mm. um, we were on accent watch as well mm. Mm. and there it was what do you think uh, Matthew
1: yeah I think I think you could hear it I think even just when she says Pietro mm. uh, part of it is the word the pronunciation of the word but mm. it, it's there so yeah I think it's a a choice to show her fitting in with the fifty sixty seventy style rather than. They couldn't be bothered, or decided it was better without.
2: I also loving that scene after she's decided Geraldine's out of here and the aspect aspect ratio goes out.
1: Yeah, you're like, oh, we're in MCU now, and I, I assume we're going to stay in that. Well, it it also shifted to that at the end of the first episode when it cut to a, a miscellaneous androgynous hand.
2: Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> this is where I have to do my retraction. Look at that for a second. <laughs> Thank you. Well done, Matthew. I was quite adamant last time, as you may remember, that um, that this was definitely not Kat Denning's hand from my intimate knowledge of Kat Denning's hand. <laughs> Clearly that knowledge is not quite what I thought it was. So I've gone back and watched it and having thought it was a man, I don't think it is a man anymore. Okay. You think it's Kat Denning's hand? I, well, I think it's a woman and I think there's a reasonable chance it's Kat Denning. Yeah. So.
0: Apologies. Sorry, Kat Dennings, about your
1: hand. It, interesting watching that again. There was definitely a sword logo on one of the screens, so definitely a sword thing being done there. And the little mm. coloured device she has next to her is a Roadcaster Pro, used for creating yes. podcasts. Wow. brilliant. So is someone putting out one division as a podcast? <laughs> That's it's recording. all <laughs> a
0: podcast all along. It's just a massive
1: yeah. recording studio. Mar- Marvel do have podcasts based on <laughs> That's their characters, true. so. Is that is that where they're going to jump to? So you might go through 80s, 90s, 2000s and then Wander and Vision doing a podcast together. Yes, yes. <laughs> they're just like married, like in tracksuits doing a podcast. <laughs> yes,
0: that's all I want. <laughs> but actually that works really well for like at least 2015 onwards, surely.
1: That that would be if quite you, fun. If you're
0: going to be granular about these things.
1: I love that. So no, yeah, it also shifted 16.9 to, to widescreen for that shot as well. Mm. Um. I was quite interested. I'd seen a couple of you know obviously people giving credit to um Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen for their performances and how creepy they make it seem and so on. There's so much going on to sell those moments because the laugh track cuts out, we obviously shift yeah. to different styles of camera. We go from multi-camera to single camera. So what mm-hmm. we're used to there's usually a soundtrack kicks in. They are working so hard to sell those moments. I think they know the show is going to live on them effectively. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really. I, I, I think it's almost good that everyone's saying, oh, their performances are so good. It's the way a character's face changes and, and does that, that kind of thing. They're, they're, everything else that's happening is not happening on a conscious level. It's subtle. But it's just working to, mm. to sell it across to you. It's great.
0: But but I mean, again, like like with the fish trousers, everything is a choice. It is mm-hmm. a choice to stay Ooh. on these faces for those moments. It is a choice to cut mm-hmm. the background and to make the emphasis and and to give the performances the space that they need. Yeah, and and I do think as well that it's it is quite sparse. Like as we're sort of reflecting on these things, really, there's it feels almost as if there's only like four or five scenes in it. Yeah, you know, I mean there there are more things and there are sort of more inconsequential conversations Mm. you know, the doctor's holiday and and so on Mm. but um there's there really is nothing quite like this trying to tell a story in a universe with so few characters and so few plot points so i do think that it does need all the additional work to convey the tone and everything of the story because you don't have this infinite mass of plot and quip and all of mm. the things that some of the other Marvel films have, and also you know the two and a half hour runtime,
1: is is some of that because they don't have extras in it. So it's not just that we we've only got a few characters, or a handful of people speaking lines. We know who else is cast, so we know who the hand might be and the voice on the radio might be. But there's no one incidental in scenes either. There's no one coming around with a clipboard, asking them questions or something, or walking through mm. in the background with shopping. Mm.
0: I mean, now I'm thinking about it, are there other cars? Are there other people? Just other characters we've seen.
1: The scenes outside their house was very obviously painted backgrounds. They were on in a corner of a stage with a house mm. section and painted backgrounds and the walls. And, and Herb was stood on one side of the wall. Like They weren't even being subtle about it, which was really interesting because I feel like they'd done better in the earlier episodes.
0: Well, I think that's what also makes the kind of the mass of the field at the end mm. again you know we're talking about tone and emphasis and scale and and it does go from a closed in set to a thrown out wide escape with unknown numbers of people
1: yeah seems to be a town mm. Yeah,
0: mm. which yeah makes it a bit more
2: stressful I suppose so you both think that Wanda's doing this still yes with
0: sort of Reservations, I have slightly reassessed my thoughts about what what is going on and where we are in the timeline that I thought we were in,
1: okay, based on just the episode or extracurricular reading
0: no bas based on this episode and sort of the things that were happening in it, based I think largely on her talking about Pietro and um kind of sort of how how I thought this was going to be because again, if I'm remembering this wrong then you know this is not a comics podcast (laughs) um but it's she's had her children prior to house of air if i'm remembering correctly and um and it's the loss of her children that you know in in inverted commas that um that sparks the events thereof and pietro is around and because in ultron he is you know removed i assumed that we weren't there but now i'm thinking maybe actually this is a prequel and what Mm. they've done is say yeah we thought that comic run was cool and we would like to do uh xyz versions of these storylines but let's just make the order a little bit more interesting and give some you know if not necessarily different motivations let's just let's just rearrange things a bit when you think about the scope of the marvel comic verse or you know Mm -hmm. whatever it's called just you know marvel um that's not that's not a weird choice to make, I suppose, you know, you don't know what's gonna come along in comics and I think they do evolve in a very organic sort of way, you know. They do cover nearly all storylines that you can ever do. So it's not weird to chop them up and move them about a bit for the sake of a more streamlined TV series. So so now I'm thinking it might be different.
2: Mm. they've definitely done that in the past with, mm. with characters and, mm-hmm. and storylines. They've sort of gone slightly down a road or combined characters or whatever.
1: That That's what I love about the MCU particularly. And, and in comparison to something like a Star Wars, they take their sort of legacy canon mm. and they put it into a world that they've built. So, yeah. you know, the biggest turn is the end of Iron Man. He says that he is Iron Man, which is a completely mm-hmm. new revelation. But that doesn't stop them doing some of the big Iron Man stories. They just mm. need to do it in a different way. And you're exactly right. They've done it with characters in different situations or different interpretations thereof. You know, the Infinity War was already an established story. Mm-hmm. They just did it slightly differently with the characters they had. And and I'm I, I'm here for it if they're doing it here. Whereas in Star Wars, they went, oh, we've got all this legacy canon, but we're not going to do anything with it. Thanks. We're going to mm. park it over there. Whereas I, I'd rather they've gone, oh, we're doing the Thrawn trilogy but slightly different and, and adapting it. So it's going to be, you know, for the people who know it really well, it's going to be exciting because it's new. um, And for the people who don't know it, it's exciting because it's even newer. Mm. And I, I like Marvel doing that.
0: And it does make me kind of wonder where this what this feeds into.
2: I don't... I'm Now, I don't think it's her. Oh, okay. I think, obviously, she has some power. Or she, well, she's got her powers. And I think they can affect the world, you know obviously she decided that she didn't want geraldine there anymore and geraldine's gone now is that that she did something to her and as far as Wanda's concerned poof geraldine's gone and therefore the world has ejected her or whoever's running the world has ejected her to um to coincide with Wanda deciding she was getting rid of um, geraldine but it's just some things I, last time, I was absolutely convinced that her rewinding in the first episode, that that was her. She said, no, don't want that. We're going to rewind. Watched it again and also watched the reset in this one. And you could also read that her saying no is, no, this is not something I want. And then someone else reacting. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going off track. She might be seeing that something's going on here. We're going to rewind. So I've watched... um. Elizabeth Olsen's face really carefully on certain points, and she's completely inscrutable as to whether right. she's hiding something. She just looks confused. One of the big things is, which I might, I'm probably reading way too much into this, but we see, we kind of see this dome over Westview at the end, mm-hmm. and it's blue. Hmm. If it was Wanda, wouldn't it be red? Everything we've ever seen her do in the MCU, because we've not, in MCU world, because mm-hmm. actually there's no color that, or anything that seems to happen when she actually uses her magic in in this universe it, it to me it looks as if there's this this containment potentially from sword um in order to try and keep her safe or is it hydra has created this um in order to uh twist her powers mm-hmm. um but yeah I, i'm seeing it as these are Everybody there is trapped, as as Doctor Nielsen says. Small towns so hard to escape. The as you like it quote, all the world's a stage, and men and women merely players.
1: Yeah, I'm leaning that way now. I I like that because it it almost seems so obvious to be like oh, she ejected her and she's the villain here somehow, mm. and and so subverting that is interesting. Except Geraldine was covered in red wonder magic juice when she was ejected. Was she? For want of a better word, for what it is, she's all glowy, <laughs> fluttery red. I didn't
0: see that. Mm. I like the idea of... And I'm making this up, so it's okay. <laughs> there can't be any spoilers. I just, I really like the idea. that If one we being hit
1: on exactly what it is.
0: <laughs> then we can say You're that the luck. show gave us very good pointers and Laura picked them all up. Absolutely. Um, I like the idea that... Uh, Wanda is being held captive by Hydra or someone and is having a particularly bad time and in order to attract help she is literally broadcasting she is broadcasting WandaVision and it is causing havoc and so I, I don't know how Geraldine fits in this is a floor in my sudden imagined plot for this quite thoroughly made show yeah. <laughs> they find a way
1: to insert her as a beam of light or something perhaps
0: you know i uh, your face says that maybe you're joking but i've seen stranger things
1: well, i haven't seen stranger things,
0: <laughs> Me things. Neither. Um, and that wasn't that was a, a pure mistake gosh we're good um yeah no, I, I, I do really like the kind of conceptual tug of war and I can't recall something where we've had this set up in this way You know that you don't know. The, the whole thing is so both sinister and sweet and this really um, interesting tension between you want Wanda to have this wonderful life with her husband, her children in a sitcom, mm-hmm. how lovely, um, but also what is the cost of that? And you're aware that there's probably some kind of cost going on somewhere um mm. and and that you don't know who the sort of authority behind it is. You uh, don't know who's constructing. it. Is it
1: sword monitoring it, but they're not the ones in the camp? Maybe. Mm. And and this for me is where it, it gets really good. This is why I have probably quite so many notes. Is because I love the questions. Mm. I don't necessarily love the answers, but I love watching it to try and pick up on every single detail I can. Do you want to know the big question at the top of my things?
0: Really desperately.
1: Why is it bees?
0: Why wouldn't it be bees?
1: Why was it someone in a beekeeper's outfit, surrounded by bees? And why, in all of the credit sequences, are they in honeycomb shapes?
2: Yeah, the hexagon.
1: Mm.
2: I mean, you know, Queen Bee, Hive, drones, you know. Well, Hive, that was... H- hive was the um, leader of HYDRA, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, when... um. Oh, the really boring agent guy. In the first season there's the really good looking boring agent guy. Oh Ward.
1: Oh yeah. yes. Ward so, yeah. So yeah, he as, comes back yeah, as Hive. Probably, yes. yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Um and that was the original deity that Hydra okay. worshipped and was set up for. Well that works then. That's one thing. There's also isn't there a character called Swarm in the character in the comics?
1: I mean probably. You run out of you know adverbs at some point.
2: <laughs> he's made a beast, um, but he's—I don't think he's not a, a wonder or vision villain.
1: Like it was interesting us—we talked about the person coming out of the manhole and her reaction to it. But a beekeeper is a really strange thing to throw into this magic and sci-fi world. It's a sort of ordinary magic. It's—it's it's, you know low-level fantasy.
0: Beekeepers are ordinary magic, Matthew. You're right.
1: Well, that's, you know, it's Terry it's <laughs> Pratchett does a whole thing about the magic of bees yeah. and so on. And you know, yeah. it is. It's that sort of yeah. folklore.
2: I agree. Or is it that, this is something I read, that he wasn't a beekeeper. He was in a kind of hazmat suit until he came up through the manhole cover and came into the reality. And then it's the reality... Um, trying to make sense
1: yeah, of yeah 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 that's of uh, that's the sort of way wearing the yeah that's the way I would go except they're in honeycombs in the credits
2: yeah
1: I know and and mm. there's different pictures of them in these things as it all goes around and you know it was it was channeling the Brady Bunch for the credit sequence which would have been rectangles and in previous things like when it did the freeze frame in the first episode and it came it comes in and they smile at the camera it's a hexagon mm. in another show that would have been a circle. So, uh, like you say, Abby, everything's a choice. It's hexagons in every credit sequence. I'm very interested in this.
2: Then I'm saying Hive and the Hydra link. I'm not saying we're getting Hive back, because I think they probably, probably,
1: probably killed But, but uh, that's a nice call that this is more evidence of Hydra because of the Hive link. Mm. That's, I, I, dig that. I dig that. I'm that. i not going to talk the music here, but we at some point, when we don't have enough to talk about, we should talk about the music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the music is definitely some choices. It's very... Interesting choices.
1: Mm. Um, what did we think about the advert break
0: with, you know, the toaster and the kind of make things everything you want them to be? What was the toaster this
1: week? Uh, and it was Hydra Soak. Hydra Soak. Mm. Yeah,
0: what did we think about that? I mean, is that too obvious? Is that too vanilla sky? Is it, you know?
2: It's fine. The goddess within was the uh, mm. was the tagline, wasn't it? Mm. I do wonder, are these, are these someone trying to wake her up? You know, is this sword trying to tell her it's Hydra?
1: Uh, you, I completely forgot about the find the goddess within and you just talked about Hive is the god of mm-hmm. Hydra are they trying to make her into a female Hive or channel the power of Hive because of her powers or something are we just getting too deep into the Because I'm trying to remember you know, I think about Hive now he was on weirdo planet
2: yeah 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 he needs, but he needs a mm. dead body doesn't he mm. oh
1: Ooh, we've got a dead body haven't I we We have a dead body
2: Vision going to become Hive
1: Interesting. I don't
2: know, given how few people actually went on to watch Agents of well, S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, yeah. would they really be <laughs> aiming something
0: at a story like that? Tell you what though, if you can use one TV show to make people watch another mm. wouldn't put it past True. Marvel True, <laughs>
1: they, they, they're they, all they there on Disney Plus Yeah, they don't need to reference the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff this can just be at some point, they explain that Hive worships, worships Hydra worships Hive and they're trying to make her into the new god of Hydra or something
2: mm. It's also interesting that Geraldine was talking about her job at the ad agency, mm-hmm. and if she's sword, is this sword trying to warn Wander about uh, about Hydra? Because they've all been Hydra linked, haven't they? Oh wait a second, the toaster wasn't Hydra linked. It was Stark though. Stark. Mm. But it could
0: be trying to jog her memory. Also, a bit like the helicopter. Mm. Yeah. Like they could be trying to infiltrate her. That that is a really good catch though, because mm. you know. The ad
1: agency. Mm. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I, I just no. thought they were doing an interesting thing because it was an actress that I knew from Mad Men very well. So I was like, Oh, she's talking about oh, an ad that's jam, so what she's you from.
0: Ah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe that's what it is.
0: Yeah, I didn't look up what she was from, but that is what she's from. Yeah, excellent, good. That helps. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, um, how quickly do you pull back the curtain on what's going on? How much of it is about finding out what's going on? And how much is about it
2: going? I hope they... In complete opposition to what I was saying last week, I hope they keep it going a little bit longer because I really like this this jarring in between the two. And we know we're getting more sitcom styles, don't we, from interviews and what have you.
0: Well, how long is it before, like, she has to go back? You have to go back. You have to do the 90s. We you have to do Modern back. Family
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you this is just lost for the new generation <laughs> it's okay. you haven't done Friends yet
0: <laughs> you go dance in that fountain, go on <laughs> save the world, dance in the fountain yes <laughs>
1: Um, I, I, I think it will come down to whether this is a one and done series mm. or whether they're looking to do more in the future, I think if it's one and done we'll probably go at quite a clip to get to whatever point they want certainly Scarlet Witch to be for upcoming yeah. projects if they are looking to do more of this I think it, they won't go quite so quickly, I think they might take her out but keep the sort of sitcom concept going to maybe do more with some of the other characters
0: I think certainly what we've all seen is that we need a Marvel sitcom, a proper one, just a sitcom, <laughs> we all want it yeah. there's no arguing and that friends. <laughs> yes yeah. um, but I I do think that there'll be more of it. I don't know if this is just me being hugely naive about kind of the Marvel juggernaut or just that this is particularly the bit that I've been most interested in on the way. But I must say, I am surprised by the scale of engagement that I'm seeing Mm -hmm. with the show and Mm -hmm. the enormous amount of love. Because again, this feels like a show just for me. And it's really lovely that I get to share it with you two. (laughs) And honestly, it's just beyond me that other people like it um so you know this is a very self-centered view but I am an only child so um (laughs) anyway I just I am really delighted by every time you know it gets like Friday lunchtime and I sit down with Twitter and I can actually just spend like half an hour reading only happy interested curious engagement with this show that I've just quite enjoyed Mm. and people kind of really getting into the references and the things and you know there are a couple of people who have you know things to say but i've not spent much time in marvel engagement really mm. so this is just really nice and it does seem to be quite a lot and it does seem to be quite immediate i don't know maybe i'm I'm not i can't pretend i'm going and looking at it for the rest of the week but um, it's quite joyful, and there seems to be just so much of it. So, you know, people are obviously watching. Granted, there's not a whole lot to do right now, because <laughs> it's 2021, <laughs> and it's January, and much of the planet is cold and locked inside, mm. and the bit that isn't has a lot to catch up on. Um, so, you know, but it's it's nice. It seems to be doing really well. And mm. if it is feeding forward into, you know, Doctor Strange, for example, that's still going to be a way away. Mm. So, I don't know. I, I feel like this could well get a series two. I think that now Wanda's kids are in the world. I think that takes us to a whole other place that we could be going, depending on how quickly they
2: grow up. And you know. That was going to be on my questions. Do we think that they're going to grow as quickly now they're outside, so to speak? I mean, I, I think... I, I don't think
0: they're going to be the young Avengers by the end of series one. Mm. But... Think it could happen <laughs> soon.
1: Are the children real? I've assumed It would be not.
0: a waste. <laughs> they sure are characters. Yeah. And characters that we could really use. Okay. okay. Um, characters that I, I would like to see get their time and I would like to see the Young Avengers and I think that Disney would like to see the Young Avengers and mm. I think the kids would like to see the Young Avengers. Um <laughs> okay. But I don't know. I I mean, I guess it opens a lot of options. Lots and lots of options. Mm. You know, it, it is a weird thing to do because, you know, again, there are so many storylines that you could do and draw on and create. But mm-hmm. certainly, as things were, there was no real way that Wonder and Vision could have children old enough for this franchise to be
2: yeah, <laughs>
0: palatable without a little bit of intervention, Mm.
2: Mm.
0: let's say. I mean, I don't know what other intervention you might need to make this happen. So, yeah,
1: some sort of speeding thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think they will grow, because otherwise it would be quite difficult to do a lot of the other parodies.
1: Mm. Maybe that's what the blue is. Maybe it's some sort of speeding up-y thing. Maybe using the power of Pietro to make things Mm. go very fast.
2: Pietro was blue, wasn't he? If Aaron Taylor-Johnson comes back, You'll know. That was one of our things, wasn't it? Having had the the mention of Pietro, do we think we'll see him? I
0: didn't think we'd get that mention that quick, so anything now Mm. is possible. I mean, they've
1: mentioned Ultron, so does that mean Ultron's coming up? No, I don't think I'll do that. (laughs) No, James Spader's done with this, I'll tell you that for a fact. (laughs) No, no, no. I think
2: we're going to get definitely the next episode, um, an escalation, a bit more clarity, I don't know if we will get answers to who's doing this. I think we'll get answers to the the, the two camps. There's sword and there's, um, or sword slash shield, maybe. And then there's Hydra. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll find out whether Geraldine's landed in, in friendly territory or not. Yeah. Do you think we'll pick up with Geraldine? I think so. I think we're either going to see her being debriefed or being interrogated. And I think, you know, we've seen from the trailers that, there's the whole um wonders saying, this is our home, and Vision saying, then let's defend it.
0: It does look like a bad Halloween is coming.
2: Yeah, I think they could still do all of that without telling us who actually is running this. They're being attacked by somebody.
0: If they did tell us in episode four, I'm not sure I'd believe them.
1: Okay, right. Mm.
0: <laughs> I think there's another curtain.
1: Yeah, because that, that is also the thing with Hydra, is lying. And pretending to be <laughs> other things <laughs> to make you think they're yeah. le- they're better or worse than they actually are. So,
2: well, I mean that might be it. That absolutely might be it. Mm. That she, uh, Geraldine has landed in a Sword mm-hmm. compound, um, but there are Hydra agents within Sword.
1: Mm. <gasps> what if Jenny Agatha turns up? <gasps> oh, I'd be so happy. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Ah. <laughs> That'd
0: be nice. Speaking of Matthew being happy, there was only one Viz count that I noticed.
1: Oh, I didn't even I didn't notice even that. that. Okay. Oh, you didn't?
0: Oh, it, it really sticks out for me now when that happens. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although, just thinking through, like, wouldn't the most interesting thing just be, and Geraldine's in the next episode as a sitcom character? We're just reinserted. And there's no mention of what happened, and everyone's continuing Wouldn't that be like, well, what now?
0: No, I I feel like that might happen just because I think I really like the way that the reset is kind of this motif, mm. um, and it it would almost be like sort of putting her back in the box. You just don't know whose box it is.
1: Yes. Talking of the trailers and things, I, I I've only watched one of the trailers a long time ago, so the only thing I know is coming is them in their comics costumes as Halloween yes. characters, which I think yeah. is a genius, wonderful, great, fun yes. idea. But I do remember moments of them dancing together in Easy. in the trailers and being like, oh, this looks like it's going to be quite fun because of moments of dancing and so on. The moment of them dancing was in the credit sequence. And I've seen, I've seen shots of Geraldine. But I was like, I do not remember her doing that. It was from the credit sequence. So I'm feeling yeah. a bit conned that using credit sequence stuff to make the trailer <laughs> seem more happy. I know Marvel lies with trailers, so I shouldn't be surprised, but...
2: I think that I think we're, we're definitely going to see more happy because there's still this pretense to keep up with this world. It's not—I don't think it's broken yet, and I don't. Yeah, you know, we've got other sitcom uh, genres, that, mm. that's right, to to come still. Mm. So I still okay. think there will be that, okay. and I absolutely could see Geraldine being put back in, um, and it not being a you know Wonder not knowing that she dejected or even to start with potentially. Mm. I, mean, the thing, I think if she's put back in, then that very much, to me, strengthens the idea that Wanda is not aware of everything mm. and controlling this. Because so I think she'd eject her pretty damn quickly. Mm. Um, but I do, yeah, I have a feeling we will see Geraldine outside before we, we see her come back in again.
1: Mm. What if next time we see a character called Geraldine, but played by Kat Dennings? <laughs> they're just like, they're, they're trying to insert this new character into the narrative to get to him or something. Who knows? I'm just coming up with wild theories now.
2: I got the impression when um, Geraldine introduced herself that she almost thought of the name on the spot. Mm-hmm. And then I went back completely. When um, Wanda is challenging her and says, who are you? Mm-hmm. I put on the, the captions and she just says, I don't. And I couldn't tell from what she says if she says, I don't know, I don't remember. But I'm sure in one of the trailers she says, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I thought she did. But that wouldn't be unusual for them to recut less Yeah. No. Use different um, takes and mm. Yeah mm-hmm. different takes and things. Yeah. And how very sitcom, you know, to come back after the break with a different take. Um I always like when I do that. But uh, I mean, one thing that they could do is have kind of Geraldine come back, but I sort of like the idea that Wanda is only semi or if Wanda is doing it all, she is So focused on kind of living in it because she doesn't just want to warp reality; she Mm -hmm. wants to live in it. Presumably, Mm -hmm. if she is doing that, if that was the story they were doing, you know, the point would be either a the children or b
1: um,
0: happy happy life. Well, I'm still I still feel like the children are slightly the point, Mm. Um, but um, you know, to to live a happy life, and I kind of like the idea that she would be able to warp geraldine into this world and i love the idea that she could be an agent come to break it all up and Wanda knows that she's she recognizes her but she sees her as a friend because she's familiar mm. and i think there's something really quite touching about somebody mm. who's come to break up your world and you recognize them and and you take that recognition as a sign of friendship mm. and i think that's there's something nice about that <laughs> but um and sort of tragic and wonder is this beautiful tragic character mm for me, so um, I will always lean into things that enhance that
1: Yeah, the, the idea that she's doing this, she's gone sort of I will go away and create life somewhere. And she's making her children in this fantasy. Mm-hmm.
0: Because, you know, Vision is not capable of children. So
2: certainly something's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes some effort. I think if they're not real... Then that doesn't bode well for the future of Wanda as far as being a functioning character within the MCU. Because I don't know how they bring her back from that. You know, if she genuinely believes they're real. I think and then it real. turns out they're a figment. But yeah, I also think I think they've hopefully learned their lesson with um Pietro. That I mean he was used in Ultron as just a way to make everyone think that Hawkeye was gonna die. <laughs>
1: I I think there was some behind-the-scenes shenanigans that they were allowed to use him, but he had to only appear once because oh, really? they were using Quicksilver in the X-Men stuff.
0: And that's why they're called Wander and Pietro, and not Quicksilver. And... Mm.
2: Yeah, and Maybe they're not so. mutants. Yeah. 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 That reminds me of this... Crazy theory. Um, I think it was the Empire podcast they were talking about. Uh, crazy rumours that what they're actually going to do is to bring in the Fox Quicksilver instead,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and for this to then be the the multiverse.
1: Well, let's let's get Ian McKellen over as the dad then. Why not? I know. Yeah, I don't want it. I I don't think this is going to be the introduction of mutants to this world. I think it's too low key. It's not. It's not going to happen in low key either. Just so we're clear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I I still... Oh, there's there's so much mutant content mm-hmm. that we just haven't had properly handled. um, And so much I would love to see. And um, so much that they could do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about the scale of the Marvel Universe, but, you know, if you
2: properly integrated the X-Men Universe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then it's just galaxies of incredible... I I think we might see hints towards the X Men in this, but I don't think they're going to
1: introduce them. I think that's going to be a film. Mm. G- given how big the X Men have been for twenty mm. years now, in in, in yeah, cinematic but then they terms. made Age of
0: Apocalypse. They made <laughs> Age of Apocalypse, and we all agreed not to talk about it and to pretend that actually we've never heard of them. <laughs>
2: Disney didn't make that
0: the other now, people did I, but that's what i mean yeah. now they've got this chance to start again because everyone yeah. has willingly forgotten everything apart from x-men first class which really is just a <laughs> series of gifts um, and a lot of excellent fan fiction and you know from now on in the coast is clear so should we do anything
2: else we want to cover and we just cover everything
0: Can I say that my favourite line from this episode was let's abandon the kitchen, which I have used regularly all week. So, you know, if each week I'm
1: getting a new... (laughs) So I think that brings us to a conclusion. I I think I've gone through everything and we've... This is the problem with the speculation that there is every chance the speculation is better than the denouement. But... (laughs)
0: This is the joy of doing a podcast as something mm-hmm. runs. And, mm-hmm. and this
1: is what kept us going through loss. That's exactly exactly the point. This is incredibly good fun. So I'm hoping everyone there is, is making their own ideas and wants to let us know. Um, you can tweet at us at Eloquent Gushing on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or probably some other places. Podcast at Eloquent Gushing if you want to email us. Uh, how can people hit you up if they want to send you messages? I'm
2: at Laura Geeks Out on Twitter. And uh, we'll go for hashtag Team Laura if uh if you think it's not wonder doing it and i'm at this AE Shaw on
0: twitter and you know i'm here for everything just you know i'm here for all the theories and thoughts and as matthew said you know the speculation is the fun of it mm. and there is just so much to speculate about and the other thing is you only get to do it once because mm-hmm. as each week unfolds our theories are trashed into the ground
1: Absolutely, Laura do we have any notes on anything we're going to be watching out for is it mainly who's doing this and who's in the camp now
2: yeah obviously we'll keep an eye out for uh, Bettany performance good to make sure that you're still okay with that and whether Pietro turns up I think we can probably abandon one dot accent watch now can't we because Mm -hmm. I think we've answered that yep that's all yeah the other bit's just the rather important who's doing this
1: and (laughs) and why the big question mark and why bees? Why bees okay there we go I'm adding that why bees why bees Terrific. Well, join us next week. I'm sure we will have a lot more to talk about after episode four, which I don't think I have a title for, but I'm sure we'll have an interesting title. Thank you very much for listening, and my nerves are made of steel.
0: Let's abandon the kitchen. Flourish! (laughs)